BBC Six Music John Richardson Hello, good morning That was Be The One by the Ting Tings Thank you to Yare Off to enjoy the rest of his Sunday um, We had a little bit of a Barney then, didn't we? A sort of friendly jibbery about the fact that I get to start at ten And he's been up for hours We had a right laugh um, Welcome along Sunday morning, John Richardson Bit of a cold, but you know I'm not going to let it bother me I'm not I'm not going to complain I'm here for you So I'm just going to push through it It's a horrible day It's, you know, having spoken last week About the special little summer we had in September September, it's properly gone now. It's grey, it's wet, it's cold. There's nothing better to do, to be honest, than stay in bed or get your duvet out and sit on the couch. Listen to the show, enjoy yourselves. They say a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. That's a stunning reason not to take even a single step today. That is a warning. You could end up a thousand miles away from your house, and what good are you there? Um, So we'll kick off, as usual, with a song from the world of comedy. Uh, We've had several, if not eateral, requests uh, for Bill Bailey, so I'm pleased to say here with his homage to Doctor Who is Mr Bill Bailey to start the show today. Doctor Key, that was by Bill Bailey. You can see him, he's doing some gigs at the uh, Royal Albert Hall, which is Bill Bailey's guide to the orchestra, and I think there are a few tickets left, so you can still get hold of those. If there is a comedy song that uh, you would like us to start with next week or any week in the future, then you can text that in to 64046 or email at bbc.co.uk. Uh, we've got the usual stuff coming up today, uh, 4D in from 12 with news of how he got on with his hunt to get in touch with either Obama, Palin, Biden or McCain. I'll be honest, I can't see it happening. He's been very tight-lipped all week and he's trying to build up some air of mystery. I just can't see it happening. So perhaps as 6406, you could start texting in now forfeits for what I suspect will be Fordy's first failure on his challenge. Uh, I'll be joined by a comic at 11 o'clock. That will be uh, the wonderful Hal Cruttenden, who I'm excited to have in. He's one of my favourites. Um, and we'll find out how I got on with my challenge this week, which was to rid the world of all bad behaviour. Uh, so we'll do that a bit later on as well. Talons by Block Party on Sunday. Sunday morning, kicking you in the face. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It just fell out of my mouth. That was going to be one of my sort of DJ kicking you in the face Sunday morning. It's not kicking you in the face, is it? It's just sort of licking you a bit on the cheek. On the cheek. Just I don't know. It was just a good song, is what I'm saying. You've got to question me on everything. Um, we had an email in during the week which made me laugh uh, from Ollie in London. Dear John and friends, uh, which constitutes producer Adam and Jenny today, A-team, back in the studio, uh, I just wanted to write in to offer my commiserations that John's TV career was clearly cut short after such a promising start. I was struck dumb to spot a young John in the current Rice Krispies advert. I wonder why it took so long to hit the air. Were there really 64 John? Really? No, they weren't. They were 64. I like that advert. I've just started getting broody for the first time in my life. I've never wanted kids. And in the last sort of week, I've started seeing, you know, families out and thought, maybe it would be nice to have someone to, you know, emotionally bully all the time. And there's nothing they can do about it, is there? Have you... You're not broody, are you, Adam? No. No. (laughs) I, uh... Yeah, interesting one. Hal Crottenden's a a proper family man, so perhaps we'll chat about it later. He's got kids and a family and a house. All the things I haven't got. Um, which is why, as per last week, we were complaining about things that wind us up because it's much easier to do and we had loads more come in during the week. Uh, Katie in Aylesbury says, Read the Johnny Festo. Nothing irritates me more than someone using the word Pacific instead of specific. Once you notice it, there's no going back. We had an incredibly specific one uh, from Lou who says, I'm listening again, so sorry this didn't get to you earlier. My pet hate is rude people in Cambridge. They're so much ruder than anyone else in the world. And then goes on to tell a story about how she's walking her dog dog on a park uh, in Cambridge and a man cycling past shouted let him off the lead 
um, which seems to be, she, she, well, she got quite angry about it, put it that way, and uh, Sam Gamlin from Newcastle, but with a posh accent to uh, stop me doing <laughs> an impression of him, I suspect, uh, is another grammar one. He says, uh, people saying sentences like, I won you and you borrowed me your pen causes me physical pain. But the ones I had to deal with, um, I have done so, I think. I, I went in this week to Dragon's Den and pitched my ideas. You can find out about that. Uh, well, let's do it after this short trail and then uh, Durutti Column. That's Better Must Come by Durutti Column. Uh, they are doing a 30th anniversary special, which is part of uh, In the City at the Ruby Lounge in Manchester. So if you want to go along to that, that is happening on Tuesday. Um, so last week I was charged, as you will remember, with the task of curing uh, the problems of people who spit in the street, people who eat with their mouths open and uh, umbrellas. Uh, so what I did is uh, last week I went home, I drew some plans, called some uh, friends of mine who work in the design industry, made an invention, and I thought, well, who's the best one uh, to decide whether this is going to get made or not? I took it to the Dragons. So I went to Dragon's Den, and uh, you can hear how I got on now in an episode that will air later in the year, I think. Hi, yeah. I'm out. Oh, that was uh, quick. Um, anyway. Hi, I'm James. Hello. I would be interested in making an offer. Uh, right, I, I haven't even said what it is yet. I'm out. Right, well, cracking on then. Um, I've got a show on BBC Six Music. You're doing radio shows. Well, yeah, I did, I did one last week and... And didn't, didn't pay well? Well, the pay's not really the point. But you decided to throw it in. No, I haven't thrown it in. We were talking about problems in society, and I decided to come up with an invention to prevent spitting in the street, chewing with mouths open, and umbrellas. I'm asking for £700 billion, and I'll ask three times if I have to, for 1% of my business. Uh, the invention is a cross between a burqa and a diving suit. It's tight-fitting rubber that covers the whole body, except a panel for the eyes and a semi-permeable strip covering the mouth, allowing the wearer to breathe fully. This makes it impossible to see what someone's eating, as it makes it impossible to eat. Uh, spitting would just splash back into the face of the perpetrator, and the rubber means that rain's no longer a problem, eradicating the risk of being blinded by a businessman with a golf umbrella. The outfit could also be patterned to look like a suit or a smashing blouse for the ladies. And that's basically it. I'm now happy to answer any questions you may have about the film Labyrinth. How much are they? The suit retails at £19.99. What?! Nineteen ninety nine? Are you joking? Well, no. I, I mean, uh, this suit will not only cut out the problems I've mentioned, but will also eliminate conversation and the sight of hideously ugly people from the streets. This is going to make the world a better place to live in. Guaranteed. It sounds to me you're on a crusade, and crusades cost money. Well, maybe it is a crusade, but, you know. What's wrong with that? Are you hoping I'm going to say I'm out? Well, now I'm hoping you're going to say, Oh, John, here's your money. Sorry for being a big bum face. It's pathetic, it really, really is. So, I'm not investing, so I'm out. Look, I'm just a guy. A simple guy, maybe. A guy who speaks his mind, but a guy who wants to make a difference. I was bullied at school. I had a hamster, and it died. And once, I was off school, and everyone found out it was because of diarrhoea, and I got called Diarrhoea Man for a month. Peter Jones has been very quiet, but now he's ready to have his say. What's really interesting about this situation is I think this is a very, very good example of actually why business is as much about the people as it is about an idea. And when you give your story, it resonates with me. 
it's interesting now and I'm thinking sitting here how can I help to make this a business I, I want to make you an offer um, the reason why I'm going to make you an offer is uh, and I've got to say this is the fact that oh, Theo and I have a, a very large investment in a business and that business uses these products so for me my offer would be conditional on on Theo partnering get in suck on that Scotty it's a robust defense, but retail magnate Theo Pafitis is about to drop a bombshell. The quality is rubbish. It really is amateur time, and those are the reasons I can't back you. So I'm out. Well, thanks for your time. All I can say is the next time someone spits a sandwich at you on the 948 from Peterborough, you're going to feel pretty bad about the mistake you've made today. So go f yourselves. A good guy, and I, I like the product. He's a guy you could work with. Yeah, yes. Uh, maybe, oh, maybe, to, maybe too clever for my liking. Mm, yeah. mm. So close, so close, those pesky dragons. That's Money by Space. Uh, relevant, you see. I was asking for money. That's why I did that. Good album. Um, so we'll end this sort of uh, annoying behaviour with a smashing email we had in from Nick. It's nice to suddenly get a nice, considered, intelligent email if a little bit angry. Nick says, hello, sorry, but I'm going to rant at this one. You make me laugh, but today you've been winding me right up. You see, the thing that gets my goat all frisky is when people go on about little things that annoy them. There are plenty of things which could annoy me that people do but it's just what we do we're essentially annoying creatures and no end of whining or interfering is ever going to change that i'm sure there are things you do which drive people up the wall just as i do just like everyone does i don't spit on the street or litter and the only way you can ever change people's behavior is by leading a quiet example otherwise top show as usual peace out from nick i don't agree with the quiet example thing but it's nice to have an intelligent point made uh, plenty still to come today but now at 10 30 it's time for the news that's peter broderick and it's all right and before that uh, falls and Olympic Airways coming out of the news it's time for a little bit of something Oi stop everything and listen up John's got a bit of admin Darn tootin'. Um, oh, I listened to the presidential debate this week and they use terms like darn tootin' in, in proper debates. Really exciting to hear. It was boring debate, though. You used to sort of British ones where they're allowed to interrupt each other and call each other names and Dimbleby's in the middle like a boxing referee going, go on, chin him. Um, but it was really boring, the American one, because I got a flat tyre this week, which was terrifying because I had to phone the AA to do a job that really I should have been able to do myself. Um, and he looked at me like I was an idiot. But I like got it out of the boot and I lent it up against the side of the car and I took the alloys off as a way saying yeah I've done most of the work for you mate I've warmed her up um, but it looked to me like I was a tit but then I had to drive to Leeds with a spare tyre which meant I could only do 50 miles an hour but more importantly I had to drive back at 50 miles an hour which meant I got back in at 5 o'clock in the morning you wouldn't credit it but I listened to the whole debate and I was waiting for Palin to say something ridiculously stupid everyone has said it was going to happen I was just excited oh sure yeah I used to be a polar bear she just didn't do anything it was really boring um, don't admin that's what we were doing before I went on a rant uh, Hello, John. Can you please say happy 23rd birthday to Rachel in Brighton? Yes, I can. And I just did. And uh, a couple of Airblade spottings going on. Someone sent in a whole long email this week about they reckon there's a, a rating system within Airblade that the ones that have been used a lot lose a bit of their power. And if 
actually get a good new one. It's more powerful than the rest, which is taking it too far. Uh, but Catherine in London says, uh, This week I found air blades in the toilets of Surrey Keys Shopping Centre. Whoop-de-whoop. Um, so get yourselves down there. Have a smashing day. And uh, we've had an email in from Joe, and this is kind of a request, I suppose, uh, to put them at ease. Morning, John. Ever since I was a little girl, she says, I've actively avoided wearing clothing with buttons on. I used to scream the house down if my mum put me in a blouse. That was exactly the same. Uh, there's something about them that makes me have an adverse physical reaction, but I can't for the life of me pinpoint what it is. They're not only bad, messy design, but they're ugly. If you show me a dirty button, I'll show you a girl. I've made a dirty double entendre there, I apologise. If you show me a dirty button, I'll show you a girl on the verge of vomiting. I wondered if any of your listeners had this fear or any other strange phobias. Cheers from Joe. So text in 64046, email johnrichson.6music at bbc.co.uk if you're scared of buttons to make Joe feel better. Adam, you're not scared of buttons so much, are you? You just don't really use them on the clothes that you've got. Um, Wear a shirt, but just leave, leave it all hanging out. Why not? <laughs> check the webcam, check the webcam. Um, 64046, uh, let Joe know that she's not the only weirdo in the country. I suspect she isn't. That's Hey Ya by Outcast. I'm not going to lie to you, that's the first time I've ever heard that song and liked it. I used to absolutely hate that song. It used to drive me up the wall, and then I kind of got it then. I think I, I think I, I think I get it now. I think I get it. Um, so, admin's coming in a little bit late, but I'll do it anyway, because it's the kind of guy I am. Uh, John, if you're going into cheesy DJ mode, can you say happy birthday to Vic? It's her birthday tomorrow. Thanks, Kim. And John, can you tell my dad in the next room to stop changing the piggin channels on the telly? Love, Emily and Ipswich. Uh, so, consider that done. Uh, consider your dad served, rinsed, sit down. Um, now, there's, now, since I took over the show, one of the problems I've had is that I am essentially... A grumpy, miserable sod. Um, I think that's a well-known fact. But I'm very aware that when I'm on the show on my own, I need to be quite optimistic and upbeat um, so that the show has some energy and it's nice to listen to on a Sunday morning. I'm not going to lie to you, I find that difficult. Um, and I was having this conversation with good friend and friend of the show, Mr Mark Over this week, who joins me now. Hello. Hello, Mr Richardson. Lend me some sugar. I am your neighbour. <laughs> You're not my neighbour. You used to be my flatmate. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't, you don't really use sugar, do you? That's one of the things I know about you. One of the little things I know. You don't really use sugar because you don't drink hot drinks, do you? I don't, hot, I don't drink hot drinks. Am I, I drink a little bit of hot chocolate. Can you ever put sugar in hot chocolate? Oh, I wouldn't. It's riddled with it already. Yeah, Absolutely a, laden with it. That's a very good point. So no, no, I wouldn't. No. Um, and one of the questions we asked is people are scared of stuff. Are you, you're not scared of anything either, are you? Oh, I have that soup thing, don't I? Oh, yeah, you don't like soup. Yeah, you're mental. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I don't just, trust it. Yeah, I don't trust it. I don't just like not like <laughs> soup. I don't trust soup. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be lending it money, to be honest. Um, <laughs> now, um, but no, but soup and yogurt. Those are my two things that I don't really trust. They kind of give me the eebie-jeebies. Oh, Adam Hudson's big exhale. He loves yogurt. Love yogurt. Couldn't live oh, without his no, yogurt. Martha loves yogurt as well. I detest you. I like a mousse. Right. <laughs> that's a um, different matter, isn't it? Um, that's why you're banned from Canada. Absolutely. So, Me and Sarah Palin don't get on. Yes. Yeah, I don't think Sarah Palin gets on with anyone. She's, no, I can't true. believe that she's still in the running and America hasn't just gone. Let's all say now that we are not going to vote for you. So you might you, as well just pick someone else. Did you see the... Uh, there was the interview with her on CBS last week. They've been showing clips of it on the on the telly, where the interviewer, Katie Couric, asked her what magazines she reads to kind of keep up with world events, and she just says, I read all of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an eight-year-old answer, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So what, uh, what economics magazines do you read? Uh, 
everyone uh, what they've all been given to me. Money monthly. Uh, the dollar, I read that one as well. And Banks Weekly, I've read that one, cover to cover. Um, I just like the fact that her oldest kid is called Bristol, and I live in Bristol, so that'll do. Oh, well, there you go, then. That's reason to vote for her, I suppose, isn't it? She can, <laughs> exactly. you know, she can have her finger on the nuclear button, safe in the knowledge that she's not going to point it at the town that's named after her son. Yeah, there you go. Um, daughter, or or daughter. You know, it's difficult to tell these days, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, and how are you Sunday morning? Because we're going we're gonna to have a chat about something quite exciting, aren't we? Well, well we are, and I'm quite excited anyway, because... Uh, They're exciting or excited? I'm excited. Okay. Because uh, myself and uh, my lovely girlfriend, Martha, uh, it was our first... You've already our gone out with her. You don't have to keep saying the lovely Martha all the time. She's not going to leave you. you, just, you know she's she's, she's lovely. lovely, but you just need to let it go. You need to sort of save it. I mean, it must be nice sometimes to just surprise her with it. And God, you well, know no, what? because because lovely Martha is the default setting, and when we're alone, we got new ones for each other. Oh, this is sickening. <laughs> <laughs> I always, with my last girlfriend, I used to call her horrible names as a kind of ironic, you know, when you wake up in the morning, morning knobhead. Yeah, I used to be really aggressive. in the 1980s, right? And then it was funny when I, oh, nice, nice. I was eight in the 1980s. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's been a long time. It was nice then when I said nice things to her. Um, but, you know, given how long it's been since then, maybe my technique could use some polishing. Yeah, no, I think so. And that's kind of what uh, what our new little project is all about, isn't it? Yes. Sort of polishing <laughs> polishing your technique. That does sound dirty, doesn't <laughs> that it? That does sound filthy. But you were about to say that you spent your first night in your new house. Uh, first night in uh, in brand new flats. Uh, and, uh, and it's lovely. Put a bed together yesterday. Uh, put some shelves up. Uh, Feel like a proper Aren't man. you a man? Have you got? Have you got uh, like chips in your hair, like wood chip, uh, and no, paint I, on no, your fingers? But God, how do people get chips in their hair? I don't know. <laughs> Someone should write material about that five years ago. <laughs> they should. <laughs> it's weird when your first night in a new house. Any noises that you weren't expecting, or little surprises, things that go well, bump in the dark. You should say that. The um, we've had a discussion this morning about the extractor fan in the bathroom uh, when we came in it's all go in of, your house isn't it <laughs> it's the, the the flat smell of uh, was very damp when we had a look around it a couple of months ago and they've got new extractor fans on and so you know it goes on when you turn the light on in the bathroom but it doesn't go off for another hour oh that's intensely frustrating absolutely so we uh, we might have to uh to figure out some sort of uh, I've got plan. Bad news for Martha, because what that means as well is when you got the toilet in the middle of the night, you're not going to turn the light on because you don't want the extractor fan exactly. to come on and you're going to go all over the shop. And I that... will go all over the shop. And yeah. again, someone should probably write some stand-up about that as well. Did they do that? Um, I've never had material about that. Have you? Andrew Pipe. I've never had material about that. Lovely Andrew Pipe. Okay. <laughs> Andrew Pipes. Andrew, you've never heard of Andrew Pipe, have you? No, I've never it's heard of It's not a story for today. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, fair enough. Well, we've, we've witted on, um, so we'll, yes, play, yes. we'll play a song that's apt for you. We'll play Athlete, You Got the Style, because you've oh, got the nice. style, haven't you? Um, I quite like the, the music you're playing today. It's kind of slightly more mainstream than normal, isn't it? You've not played anything that I've not heard recently. Um, we've got Late of the Pier coming up after this. Have you heard of them? Not a clue. 1-0. 1-0. No. We'll chat again after this. That's You Got the Style by Athlete. You're listening to Mainstream Mickey on BBC Six Music, joined by Mr. Mark Oliver. <laughs> I wonder if they knew a mainstream. No, the you just said it, mate. You just said it, mate. The music was slightly more accessible than oh, I'm often yeah. used to. Yeah, you know that thing when you fall over and blah, 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 having a pop at my stand-up as well? Unbelievable. Oh, you never... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> 
So, now, I was driving back from a gig in Cardiff this week without a flat tyre. I was doing 70 miles an hour. I was delighted. Um, On your hands-free. Hands-free, obviously. I can't stress that strongly enough. Um, That is the brand. And I was having a bit of a whinge, I'll be honest. It was the day there was a particular story about a teenager in Derby. Um, if you read it, you'll know I won't go into details. It's one of the most depressing news stories I've ever heard. And I was discussing that I find it very difficult to get motivated when you hear stories that make you dislike people. And I'm apt to dislike people at the least opportunity. And you reckon that you're, you're the man for the job. Uh, yes, yes. Cheering well, me up. Because I like people, don't I? You do like people, all of them. But what I like is kind of new, different experiences, and I like talking to new, different people. And I think that, that's what you need. Because let's face it, the only person you ever speak to in real life <laughs> is that Jehovah's Witness that goes around your house. <laughs> that's true. She's a nice What's woman. Her name? I don't know her name. We have a kind of reciprocal relationship that I think I'm helping her, because I just put the watchtower straight in the recycling when she gives me it. But I think, oh, it's nice for her to know that she's given me it, because she thinks she's saving my soul, and then she feels better, because she thinks she's... Because she comes... She knocks on at about 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm always in my dressing gown. So she obviously thinks I'm this heathen who just lies around in my pit all day in slumber, which isn't far wrong. I don't tell her I was up writing in my office, writing hilarious skits. But you don't... Uh, but but she's kind of she's your main sort of social circle in Swindon, isn't she? She's my only social. She is my social dot. Yeah. Um, I don't know anyone. And the thing is, the problem is with doing stand up is that all we ever talk to is other stand ups, and it's a little bit annoying. Yeah. After a while, I'll and be so joined I'll... later by stand up comedian Hal Crottenden. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided, I decided to help you out. Yeah. So what? what you're going to find me someone whenever every you... week. Every week. Well, I don't I'm reckon gonna... you're going to be able to pull this off every week. I'll pull it off for a couple of weeks at least. <laughs> I'll give it a good go. <laughs> Moving on. Um... <laughs> but also, now that now that we've got this little project, people will... So basically, I know you, and I know the things that you like. Yeah. And, and I know, the, I know uh, the football team that you like, and I know... Leeds United. Of, uh, I know the, the food that you like. Beer. <laughs> and, and I know the type of places that you that you've travelled, and the type of books that you read, and all that stuff. So I know you, John Richardson. Romance novels. And so what you need every week is something just a little bit uplifting, just ten yeah. minutes on the phone with someone yeah. who likes or is interested in the things that you like, and yeah. that will that will be like a like the bobsleigh. That'll be the push down the slope that is the rest of the week. Yeah, and then when we get to the bottom, I can go, you're dead, man. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> Cracking film. Was that John Candy's last film, was it, Cool Runnings? I think the last full film he made. It was. I think it was the last uh, full film he made. So we're uh, officially setting that as your task then, by next week, to find someone from, from the news or from the world. The, you're, you're, are you allowed to find people that just you know that are going to make me happy? They have to have done something, I suppose, don't they? Yeah, they have to have they have to have done something to you know to make interest in radio. I yeah. imagine. Yeah. But uh, but really, it's all about you. It's, it's just about all cheering about me up. About you. I mean, if if we can run this till Christmas, if by Christmas then you completely swung me around and I am what they call a people lover. Yeah. Um, I'm going to struggle for an Edinburgh show next year. <laughs> Having done two about hating people, people will be disappointed when they come along. But that's kind of your challenge: is over the coming weeks to just turn me into someone who thinks the best of people. Well, I just want, I just want like, this little kind of 
this little bit on the radio that I imagine will be around here, so around 11 o'clock, but every, every Sunday, it's kind of, it's John Richardson time. And <laughs> someone, someone phones, I get someone to phone up, and you interview them about what they do, but they make you all giddy. And, uh, yeah, that would be nice. I very rarely get giddy these days. Rarely get giddy. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the plan. Okay, good. Well, uh, consider that served as your challenge for the week. I tell you what, if you could get Barack Obama, that would wind 4D right up, because <laughs> he was supposed to get hold of him this week, and I think he's failed. Um, so you're gonna find... was going to try and get hold of Barack Obama. 4D's challenge this week is to get a soundbite for the show from any of the uh, presidential or vice-presidential candidates from America, or George Bush. So, you know, we gave him five chances, and I don't reckon he's done it, to be honest. I was with him when he made his first foray into finding out whether it was going to be possible. And suffice to say, that was a short conversation. That well, did I not... tr- can I try and give that a go as well, then? Well, yeah, but I don't think Sarah Palin's going to cheer me up and make me fall in love with people again, is he? If you can get Barack. Well, no, because there was a thing in the paper this week about how important uh, American expats living in here are to the elections. Okay. Oh, well, I was listening to... a news story at the moment as well, so I reckon they've got some sort of spinny-type person who could come on the radio. There's a Facebook group, uh, and Freshers' Fairs all over the country have had uh, Democratic kind of voter um, registration polls. Okay, so well, you you're already off. Look at you wearing away. You're like your extractor fan in your bathroom. You're never I off. I am my extractor fan in the bathroom. <laughs> um, so, aptly, this song by Late of the Pier is called Bathroom Gurgle. Um, thought that might well, be appropriate. Good, yeah, you? yeah. Well so, produced. do you want to introduce that, and then we'll speak to you next week? Uh, uh, no, you introduce it because you, you need to introduce one song that I've not heard of today. Okay, this is "Bathroom Gurgle" by Late of the Pier. "Bathroom Gurgle" by Late of the Pier. Good, that wasn't it. Interesting. Lots going on there, all over the place. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> um, hey, John. Uh, it's a nice email from uh, Laura in Portugal. Em Portugal. Um, I had my first listening to John Richardson on the radio and downloading the podcast anniversary a few weeks ago, she says. Uh, so I know you rather well, I think. I know that you like Philip Pullman, so I thought you'd be interested in the fact that I'm currently writing a 4,000-word philosophical essay about the role of the demons in his dark materials. Go me. I'm a geek. Um, I kind of want to read it. Do you want to read it a bit? I don't know if I'd get through it. It'd be tragic, though, if I say I want to read it and she sends it in and it's rubbish. I can't say anything, can I? But well done for that. Um, I look forward to reading that. And then we had a text in, um, very late admin this, really should go into next week's admin. Um, you know, I, I, I put it to the big weeks at the BBC. We sent it to Terry Wogan. He said do it now because uh, it's relevant this week. It says, hey, John, my poor boyfriend, Ant, um, <laughs> I assume it's a man, not she's going out with an ant. That's tragic. I've been lonely, but that is desperate. Um, my poor boyfriend, Ant, is full of cold. I think he has man flu. Can you tell him I said get better soon, please? Thank you. And then no name on it. So that's just, I assume that goes for any man out there called Ant who has flu. And we were talking about, uh, well, very briefly, we mentioned stuff you're scared of. John Cole's been on. Um, John, Adam and Jenny Loving the shirt, Adam, he says Check it out on the webcam Hi, John <laughs> You barely see the shirt on the webcam For nipple um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my weird fear, he says, is of monsters He says, I'm sure this is common But I doubt whether most people go to the lengths I do I do a quick recon of the room before bed I put a chair against the door So that I'll be woken up But the chair at the side So clothes are not scattered if someone comes in I put a cricket bat under my bed And then 
he says, I play bird music in my room so that it will trick the monsters into thinking it's daytime. Which is, if that's true, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think it wasn't, but if it is, that's unbelievable. Um, and we've had a few, well, a few more Airblade spots, but we'll do those next week. Um, a friend of mine has a phobia of tea bags. I can't even mention tea around him. He'll be hating this. I've never heard of this fear before, so does any of your listeners share this odd behaviour? If so, what is it called? That's three questions asked of the nation there uh, by Vaughan in Brighton. So if you're scared of tea... Um, well, and that, that would be a fear-rated 15, ironically, not PG. Um, but if you're scared of tea, text in. If you know what a fear of tea is called, there's websites you can look at this kind of thing. Uh, then text in 64046 while we have some Radiohead. Reckoner by Radiohead, fading into the distance. Um, guests come into this show and they sort of reference that uh, our listenership is pretty much an army of weirdos. And I get a little bit defensive. And then when I just... You just idly shout out for phobias. And then you think, well, there might be something in it. These are amazing. We've had one it's quite exciting we've had two come in both very weird but about similar things right one says stickers i've got a friend who cries and vomits if you stick a sticker on or near her um also i downloaded your podcast and i've just popped my live cherry so welcome to the show that's quite weird you know you're mate and then we've had a text in weird fear i find stickers disgusting particularly apple variety it's worse if they've been stuck there for a while and are a bit grotty i don't get apple stickers it seems pointless and you've got to bruise the apple sometimes to get it off um if there's one on a chair a sticker she says i won't sit on it this phobia also includes sellotape or plasters that i haven't applied myself um and that's joe in cov so i don't know if that's um the friend of Joe and Carl, or whether there's two people in the world who are scared of stickers, but um, the mobile number ends 243 Joe, so that might be one of your mates. Um, someone has the same fear of buttons uh, since I was a little girl, but since having a baby, I can take on anything now. Um, love to your mothers from Karen. John, I have many phobias, sadly. Some of them are fire, nuclear war. I don't think that counts as a phobia, really. So much as just, you know, sensible cautiousness. Is that a word? Caution, that's the word. Uh, blindness, dog poo, those two are related. If you get dog poo under your fingernails, you go blind. I read about it in a book. Um, spiders, broken glass, and cold sauce, to name but some. That's from Film Guy Lee. Um, I'm with your listener, Joe. I am exactly the same. Give me zips any day. Buttons are revolting. Uh, Sander in London. P.S. It annoys me when people say Pacific also instead of specific. Um, I'm scared of those things beginning with B, too. I can't even bring myself to write the word buttons, buttons, buttons. I think of putting them in my mouth, and it fills my mouth with saliva. <laughs> Going back to the weirdos comment. Um, sometimes my children torture me by holding them out to me when I'm trying to tell them off, rendering me a useless, hysterical mess. Maybe I won't have kids. That's pretty evil, isn't it? Uh, and this one's classic. Uh, Danny and Leeds. My friend's absolutely petrified of tuna. Not the live fish or tuna steak, but put tuna flakes in the same room as her, and she's likely to flake out. She's done a little joke there. Um, and, you know, regards to the buttons, that's proven quite popular, the fear of buttons. Um, fear of tea, we decided, tetliphobia. Um, Rosie in London says she need not worry because Paul, the drummer from Franz Ferdinand, has a similar fear of buttons. So such an eminent and important celebrity as Paul from Franz Ferdinand feels that way then clearly it's normal for myself she says I am scared of Furbies my sister surprised me with one in John Lewis once and I burst into tears and cried into my mother's shoulder on the shop floor I was 15 years old
That's Move by CSS. It's John Richardson on Six Music uh, talking about fear as well. Well, I've been distracted now by Phil in Colchester. Hello, John. Did you happen to see Hole in the Wall last night? I didn't, but I'll be checking it out later on iPlayer. Uh, what was Anton... This has made me want it more than ever. What was Anton Dubeck doing on the Mega Wall? What a massive chin as well. I'm busy doing coursework on the analysis of Top Gear magazine. Any tips? Yeah, it's a pointless magazine. We all know cars exist and they're fast. Um, and I'm also watching the rain from my window. Great. Could you give a shout out to my mate Michael on your podcast he loves it but he's too lazy to listen to you live that is quite some laziness too lazy to listen to a radio show um the sort of food fears uh Philippa in London I don't like eating cloudy things with clear things for example bread sauce with gravy jelly with ice cream milk in tea all upset her, but I'm not scared of buttons, that's crazy, she says. Yeah. <laughs> We're assembling a weirdo army, basically. Um, a lot of people commenting on the uh, the tea fear, I find it strange to imagine that anyone could be scared of tea bags or buttons, says Emma. Mind you, I probably can't mock, seeing as I'm afraid of potato peelers. Um, <laughs> hey, John, I used to have terrible fears of pretty much everything, including people going to work, tennis matches and rain, no weirdos listening to this show, tea bags and loose tea disturbed me, um, the Fear is called Chatigo, apparently, by Vic. I'm not sure if that's a joke and I don't get it. Chartigo? Maybe it's a joke. Um, this is definitely a joke from Clive in Torquay, but it's a good one. Fear of tea is called Typhobia. Cracking. Welcome to the game, Clive. Um, my ex-girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, do you want to get rid of this, has a crippling fear of tomato ketchup. This includes the tomato sauce stuff that comes with baked beans. Um, so we'll probably call it a day on the Weirdo Army there, but uh, if there's any more counselling you need, then feel free to join in. But <laughs> I'm being put off talking to you, to be honest, weirdos. Golden Age TV on the radio, John Richardson on 6 music uh after the news i will be joined by uh the comedian hal cruttenden and the man matt ford um comedian broadcaster journalist hang on do you want to say something Hello. say what you are he's here already i'm here i'm here you That's look true. all wet don't you i came in because it was raining outside right so um, i came in a bit early i'd had a stroll around the block got in an argument with a french woman We'll do this after, mate, if that's all right. Um, So we'll have uh, Hal and Fordion all together like a three-way after the news. But there's a piece of music I've really wanted to play for a little while. I have to play it going into the news because it's quite uh, slow and it's gentle, but it's a lovely noise. It's off the soundtrack to The Truman Show, and uh, the track is called A New Life, and here it is. That was Kids by MGMT. It's John Richardson, uh, live on Six Music, and joined now by the wonderful Hal Cruttenden. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Uh, fine. Yeah. It's time in the morning, yes. It's early, on isn't it, on a Sunday. But you're a family man, so I assume this poses no threat for you, because you'd be up anyway. But I still do too, too many gigs on Saturday night, so I still feel awful Okay, the day. Let's um, get that cleared so. up. Well, this is the show. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's very laid back. Feel free to complain about anything. It's <laughs> pretty much what we do here. We're amassing an army of weirdos today. Um, we're talking about phobies. We had an email in during the week when we announced that you were coming on uh, from Rob. P.S. Hi, Hal. Loved coming up for air at the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> two for one on tickets too. Culture and value for money, he says. When were we two for one on... Was that right at the beginning? You were there the night Rob went, clearly. Very, I hope they weren't doing two for ones later <laughs> in the run. <laughs> that's exactly what I want. Someone who takes a nice message and turns it into a message of misery. That's the mood I'm in. Yeah. Turning everything dark. Hang yes, on, so. how much? Um... Did you, did, you did two shows at the Edinburgh Festival? I did. I did come, that coming up for air was on at 11 in the morning. Oh. Uh, my other show was on at 7.30 in the evening, but I was also doing stuff like Best of the Fest at Assembly yeah. Rooms and stuff. So you'd get home at one thirty, two o'clock and have to wake up early to get yourself going for your... It's a long old month. It was, it was horrible. I'm pleased it's over. But the, the shows were great, but the actual... 
you had to sleep in two so I had to sleep like in the afternoon to get myself up for my stand up uh, show and then be up for the play and I was... can't do sleeping in the afternoon I wake up so grumpy if mm. I go to actual if I do 20 minutes and don't really sleep that's alright but if I sleep I'm so confused one of the worst afternoons of my life is an afternoon drinking with some friends and we were going to go out again later it was GCSE results day I think <laughs> and I went home and I just shut my eyes and I fell asleep and I had half a sandwich just on my chest and I woke up and there was something there was some program on that could have been on at any time of day it was like more or something and I didn't know if it was four in the morning and I found out it was like half five and I was just livid just really angry well, it's, it, that, but that whole sleeping um uh, sleeping not much at night and a bit in the day is very is very typical of very right-wing leaders yeah there's a hit <laughs> no, the, uh, I also see in Edinburgh I found myself getting more angry and a little racist <laughs> you know, Hitler Thatcher that's what they did they right. did very little sleep at night and tiny catnaps during the day ah. don't do it too much because you lose your nice liberal ah, that's why Boris Johnson doesn't listen to this show yeah um, <laughs> one thing we've been talking about is fears um, like odd ones uh, ones that have come in since uh, we talked about it parrots Owls, the eyes on potatoes, and elastic bands. Um, so that's the kind of weirdness. Have you, are you scared of anything? My, mine are all... Well, mine's mainstream ones. So I was about 18, it was spiders. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to... Honestly, this has seriously cured my phobia. If you are have a massive spider phobia, go to Australia. I went to Australia when I was about 18. Right. Saw spiders that were bigger than anything I will ever see in this country. Oh, I don't and like it, talking no, about it. No, but once you deal with that, I've seen some massive... Sp- and, and also, they're not the dangerous ones. You should wear it in Australia. They're all the little ones, the poisonous ones. So... It actually got me, um, it actually got me used, you know, I, I think I came back to Britain, I'd been back a month, I got out the bath, got a towel around my waist, put it around my waist, and a big black house spider uh, ran from the towel up my chest. Uh, Not, but literally, this is the state was on, I used to have, a, I would have screamed and passed out <laughs> if I hadn't been to Australia. I literally grabbed it, threw it in the sink, just went, my God, I, I, I have no fear of these little, they're pathetic, British are pathetic. <laughs> Compared to Australian ones, they are, they are, you know, they're, they're so rubbish. They've taken they're, to slagging them off now, yeah. throwing it in the sink. You're pathetic, do you know what? There's nothing, because when you look at their brothers in Australia who were really scary, yeah. just laugh at our spiders, they're nothing. You can't even vote. <laughs> but uh, I also have a mouse pho- my mouse and rat phobia now is massive and as I just yeah. was telling you off air I, my wife just saw a rat run across our front garden this so morning. now you have to move well I, I'm scared to go home I was really pleased to be here how long can I stay <laughs> oh yeah well indefinitely just uh, hang around um We'll chat more. Um, we'll have uh, some Bauhaus. Um, what, I assume, because tradi- I'm quite traditional in my music taste, so I assume you are. Am I quite traditional? Yes. Well, I, I just don't know what's going on now. Okay. I don't listen to it. I don't listen, sorry, I don't listen to you enough, John. Because yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have that problem. But I just find it's like, my, my wife's terribly, like, up to date on what she gets. She puts music on my iPod and I go, what is this? She goes, oh, they're really good. And I do get into stuff, but totally through her. She's like 36. Nice. And she's just still a young person, whereas I'm just turned 39. And I realise it's time just Radio 4, 5 Live. So <laughs> that's my future. Oh, 5 Live's cracking, especially if you are turning a bit more right wing and racist. That's <laughs> <laughs> air your views. Can I j- I'm joking about the racist thing before anybody targets me. I'm okay, really. fair enough. I was joking about this. Le- I'm worried now. I'm hugely, Don't be worried. It'll be fine. tribally left-wing. Yes. <laughs> we'll check some text. <laughs> well, we'll chat. I think what we'll chat about is families, because I'm getting sort of broody for the oh, first right. time in my life, and I quite want a family, so you can tell me it's good, because yeah. we had a few texts in from people who kids <laughs> were jumping on them and finding out what they were scared of and then mm. chasing them around the house with it, so I'm not sure how I feel now. Uh, but we'll chat more after this. That's Passion of Lovers uh, by Bauhaus, which um, it's a German art movement, I'm reliably <laughs> informed. Um, it was it quiet particularly that. German, it's something Northern European. Or ge- is it? Is it only Shouldn't ge- get you started on the Germans. Sorry. Racist. <laughs> um, 
You probably hate it, yeah. Um, so now, um, we were chatting off there about general contentness and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And I think one of my problems is that I don't have a very uh, complete home life. And one of the things I'm jealous about with you is mm. that you have a nice home life, apart from the rats infesting yeah. your house. Well, yes, I do. But I, <laughs> the thing is, we're on Great Portland Street, aren't we? Which yeah. is where I met my wife. Uh, isn't oh, nice. There? A Portland food and wine. Advertise, I don't advertise. Literally, this is how much I don't go out now. Mash <laughs> down there is where I met my wife. I never have picked up a woman in a wine bar before. <laughs> and they don't like that if you that, just run up behind them and pick them no, up. It was that. my birthday. And uh, that's how quickly my life changed. And five and a half months later, we were married and pregnant. Um, I shouldn't have said that on there. And um, I think the secret's probably out. <laughs> I do, do, it my, do it in my act. Um, but uh, yeah, so well, yes. Yeah, I was. But how old are you? Twenty six. See, I was very. See, I was quite sort of broody for the home. I think what happens is, and I was like thirty when I met my wife, and then my life changed, and we've had two kids and all this. What happens is, you take all that discontent about your home life. You go, oh, home life's sorted, and you move it all into other parts of your life. You'll still have okay. basic. Basically, you need therapy rather than just your life. Well, I can't changing. be doing with therapy. I'm very bad at sympathy. I just, it, I just, I don't get it. I think it makes me a horrible person, but I'm too practical. And if something's wrong, I either need a solution or just someone to say, oh, well, and then we crack on. But I'm really, and it's lovely when people go, oh, God, I'm really sorry. And oh, what can we do about it? But I just get really, wha- it's like classic FM voice. I like classic FM, but they all talk in sympathy voice. That one's Monteverdi. <laughs> Shut up. Winds me up. Um, <laughs> I'm just not a very nice person But we've chatted generally about how we're both quite antagonistic yeah. and You're you're less good at hiding it than I am Because <laughs> I'm generally quite sort of jolly and high-pitched The yeah. inner fury is usually masked Yeah That's why I, just that's why I used to do that Blair impression so well It's we're similar people There's a Oh, maybe we'll do a Blair off Because Matt Ford, who we have coming on at 12 He oh, does really? a cracking Blair impression See, if it's a pro- mine isn't even proper impression Mine's just changing my voice, which sounds like Blair anyway Yeah slightly, Do it just how are you politically at the moment? Are you settled Confused. or... Confused, yeah. Are you following the American thing? I am. I'm, it's, it, to me, the Americans just... Um, they, we've got this... It, you know, to me, Obama and it's Sarah Palin, really, because I, mean, I know it's McCain, but the whole... It, it represents two parts of America. There's the part that we love, that, oh, Obama, they're so forward-looking, they're so... You know, this is a country which, which is so much more... Um, uh, you know, multicultural than ours. We, we, you know, we've got nobody near being a black prime minister, and yet they've probably no. been a black president. And then, and you go, oh, that's and they're liberal and, and sensible, and he's educated and kind of, you know. And then you've got Palin comes along, being brought in as the vice president. And I thought, oh, what a disaster! And the fact she boosts the Republican movement, the fact that there's a section of America that goes, oh yes, a, a voice. A woman, she's a, she's a lovely, homely woman. That you know, yeah. the, 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 it's it's so offensive the way that she. I don't know the, the, the way that the very fact by advertising how simple you are. <laughs> Boosts you. I mean, politicians, they're, they're getting it in this country, aren't they? You've seen it with Cameron and Brown. They play the, we're such ordinary, normal people. But I want yeah. somebody who's exceptional running. I don't want somebody like me. I want exceptional, Otherwise clever you'd do people. It. Yeah. Let's put together a petition. Maybe we could get you elected by the <laughs> end of the show. But isn't it? It's, it's the whole thing how George W. Bush got elected. It's the, oh, with the guy we'd like to have around the barbecue. That's not who we want running the country. If we, Anton Deck would be good at running the country. <laughs> if they, do you know what I mean? If those were our, those, those were our reasons for doing it. But, you know, I, I want somebody who's really clever and bright and and sort of well-travelled and well-informed and Sarah Palin makes a thing of it. oh she's hardly left the country it's I can't bear that I mean Americans are there's that part of America that just loves stupid people 
Yeah, you can't believe she's going to get elected. I like watching it from the outside. But then I kind of thought that about the Boris Johnson thing, because I live outside London. I watched that and thought, oh, it's a bit of fun, but he'll never get in. But then he did. And then you look at that America, you think, if she actually gets in, unbelievable. And then McCain dies because he's not... He's He's 300. And she's president, you know. Yeah. But it doesn't matter, because the whole American power thing's going, and China's going to be number one. And they're lovely and safe, because they're not very democratic, so nobody nutty can get in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that is the positive can, side can of I, that. Can I use this channel as advocating the new anti-democracy movement? It seems like you've already done it, yeah. <laughs> Votes for no one. Votes for no one. Um, well, let's, we'll get Fordy in and we'll do like a... We'll get a, a Tony Blair impression off. Or maybe we'll get him doing some sort of impressions and you can react to them. Yeah. Does he, only, does he do lots of impressions? He does lots. He does a oh. cracking Jim Brannan from uh, EastEnders. Oh, really? What one did he... Oh, he, he does a David Mitchell we discovered this week. Oh. I was with him on Monday and he can do it. I'm getting excited. Let's, uh, let's get him. In, we'll have a we'll have a short trailer and we'll get him in. Rosalie by Thin Lizzy. That was a session track. And when Adam Pearce hands me the piece of paper, I can tell you when it, it was recorded and who for. Do you want to guess? Nineteen seventy-seven. Oh, not bad, not bad. Hey, you cheated! <laughs> you cheated! <laughs> cheated! Nineteen seventy-five. Little bogger. Not <laughs> <laughs> take it too seriously. Um, what date? April the seventeenth. Ooh, nowhere near. September um, the ninth. 29th of May, uh, for the John Peel show, that was. So Fordy's in with us. Hello? Hello? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Just hello now, it's we're dropping the Hello, audience. Britain. Oh, that's too late now. No, no, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. been franchised out, why don't you uh, get your ears around this? Next man in, Ian Dickinson of Salford. Morning, Ian. Hi, good morning, and good morning, Britain. Oh! Someone's nicking my ideas again. Rumbled on the Ken Bruce show this week. <laughs> that was so- yeah, but I've been doing it for months, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he's nicked it from me, hasn't he? How do we know he's been saying it for months? He could have been saying it years. Yes, but I've been doing it on air. <laughs> I don't care. So, are you actually arguing that saying good morning, Britain... He reckons he's, he's, he's copyrighted I say hello, Britain. That's yeah. my thing. Oh, hello, Britain. Oh, right. Okay. Hello, Sorry. Britain. That with the sort of gravitas. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) Um, It's basically mine. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, you two have never met before, have you? No, no, no. no. But we're having a cracking chat. Look at the the, the good um, bonhomie in the studio. (laughs) So do your uh, your new David Mitchell impression. Well, I didn't even realise I could do it until we're in the car. No one dies in the Quantox, Jez. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? That's very good. That's the only sentence he can do. Sophie. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one dies in the Quantox, Jez. It's good, isn't it? It's excellent. The Quantox. Do you, Jim Brannan? What's the metaphor for And now do Tony. If you want a national health service, not only paid for by the people, but delivered in every local community across Britain, then you must wake up on May the 1st and elect a Labour government. The Tory party for 18 years. That'll do. The movements are great as well. Yeah, he does the, the whole voice. body thing, he doesn't does he? Whole, yeah. You can do the sort of informal... <laughs> yeah, it's... You know, you know at, at the end of the day, I think you have to be quite philosophical about it and, and just understand that you've, you've done your best and you'll be judged and you know, sort of get on with your life. <laughs> so we'll find out shortly if you've done your best this week, but generally, how's your week been? How it's been a you? cracking week. I mean, I, like I say, I had a row with a French woman this morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, who doesn't? Very. <laughs> Sorry, let me go at the French. Someone's now. got to tell him. haven't I offended? I did get angry about them this week, though, when they keep blockading ports and English <laughs> travellers on P and O ferries and other ferries getting stuck in a port, just seamen just blocking the port, <laughs> <laughs> and they just—they're just not striking about anything. It lasted about half an hour, but they obviously just wanted like bigger sandwiches or something, and they mm. blocked the port. It makes me crazy. I haven't heard about this. 
They yeah, just, was they won this week? Yeah, it was only lasted about half an hour. Old paper. It caused mayhem on the Five Live Travel Report, so they didn't know what was going on. They had to kick in Operation Stack because they couldn't send yeah. the ferries over, and then they started. No sooner had they started than it was over. Do you know I used to write travel ten years ago for Five Live? And Did you? Co- you know Helen Blaby? No. Oh, sorry, you don't listen. You said you were a Five Live fan as well. I like Five Live. I'm more of a Radio 2 where the travel's concerned. Mm. Oh, right. I like Sally Traffic. Oh. But I still get a thrill go, go, when Helen Blaby's on go, I know her. He's it's Nick Duncart now, though, isn't it, generally? Look at us <laughs> chatting about Five Live travel <laughs> reporters. We are at the cutting edge. Um, you used to write travel? Well, I used to, yeah, um, in the sort of, till about 98. Yeah, till about 10 years ago. And that's when it all went tits up. broadcast. I was off... off I was sort of on the. I'd sort of be the only time I'd get on air would usually be about five in the morning when nothing was happening and just be going. Oh well, there's the roadworks and yeah. But surprisingly, there are now doing loads of gigs and driving across country. It is amazing, isn't it, that you still can run into a massive traffic jam at one thirty in the morning. Only in London, no one's on the road at that part of the M25, and so it's like oh, it makes me furious. That's why I can't be doing with London. The first time when we first started doing the show, me and Russell two years ago, I used to come down to London on Saturday nights to make sure I was in here. I used to get in at six in the morning, and I drove at like two o'clock in the morning. And I took one wrong turn, and it was worse because I took a wrong token, <gasps> took a wrong <laughs> turn, and I shouldn't have been on the road I was on, and I was like two hours on it, and it's just and the people mm. think, oh, what we need now is a cockney man to get out of his car, blast his horn, and shout at everyone. That'll get it moving. <laughs> Come on! Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's not moving. It's because no one. There's just someone at the front going, "What do I do? <laughs> I move." Oh, <laughs> such an idiot. Um, so all right then, we'll we'll find out more about your row with the French lady, shall we? Oh yeah. After um, I'll be telling all. After, aptly enough, chatting about travel Driving Away From Home by It's Immaterial Driving Away From Home by It's Immaterial It's John Richardson on Six Music with Matt Ford and Hal Crottenden in the studio It's really nice today, I'm enjoying this nice atmos It's lovely, isn't it? It feels very Sunday, doesn't it? Lovely chat um, that could be about to be ruined by a racist story. <laughs> no, 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 that's totally misrepresented. I was sticking up for the rights of ordinary British people, well, anyone who lives here. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a prayer. it's not, and then something that's dodgily racist. Yeah. Yeah. I was walking around the block here, right, yeah. Yeah. taking a bit of time. And your uh, block. This, this woman <laughs> in a your black country. bag of <laughs> bread oh, all over the street. French woman carrying some a baguette. Come on, mate. Some of it in a bag. I said, excuse me, you can't do that. She said, uh, well, it's not a problem. I said, it is. <laughs> she goes, no one else here is complaining. I said, I'm the only person here and I'm complaining. Uh, she goes, uh, well, it is for the pigeons. I said, that is still in the bag. The pigeons can't open bags. Yeah. And I said, anyway, it looks dirty. I said, someone's going to have to clean that. She goes, do you not believe in God? <laughs> said, God's not going to tidy that up. It's going to be some poor street cleaner. Or worse, it's just going to go to mulch. Mm. It's going to look horrible. And she goes, have you finished your little speech? <laughs> yeah, I said, I was just like, and then uh, I got the last word. That, well, I think I did. Maybe I didn't. Um, she goes, uh, okay, goodbye now. I went, au revoir. <laughs> you should have brought the war up. They had it. <laughs> <laughs> I just no, But there, I, I had a row with a French woman in France, so I was playing away, so it's more dangerous. <laughs> but I was in a thing. And, and there's that thing about have you finished your little speech. French people are very good when they're arguing about going... This woman, I wasn't even that angry. She was going, calm down. Calm oh, that's horrible. Very, someone oh, does that to you. They're very good at things. Do you mind not raising your voice? I wasn't. Well, yeah. I am now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I bet that's quite... Because you're quite... You know, you'll confront people if you have to. Absolutely. I tell people off. Yeah. Littering in the street is one of my bugbears. And I've told people... I've walked past a load of lads on the back of a bus in Nottingham a couple of months ago were drinking beer. I ain't got a problem with it. And then they were just putting the beer cans by the side of the seat. I thought, I'll wait to see if they get off. And when they're leaving there, got up to leave. I said, excuse me, mate, you're going to leave that there? And he goes, why? I said, well, some poor sod's going to have to tie that up. And he went, yeah, fair point, mate. Picked him and took him off. 
Lovely but stuff. Fair you know, it can work. Not everyone goes, what you're talking about. If you just correct people politely yeah. on their many failings, they <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. There was a neighbour, uh, my neighbour across the road, because we have trouble with kind of rubbish hoodies where in, in Enfield, no one, it's not that dangerous, I'll bit, but they yeah. kind of do rubbish things like, you know, tear something off your fence or they do something. <laughs> little, really, no one gets stabbed. Draw a smiley face. Like, yeah, but, but she said there's this, no one ever talked, because they kind of hang out on corners. And actually, if you go up and go out and talk to the kids <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they do they do you know most i don't know i was i've, I've got this bit of a cause at the moment going, most kids are okay yeah and absolutely. even though they you know they hang out and look scary um i don't think people go, you know because we get all these stories about oh they're all carrying knives and they're yeah. dealing not. drugs it's rubbish isn't it yeah Every time- well, not enough of them are dealing drugs i <laughs> <laughs> can't get hold of anything <laughs> whenever you go around someone they will say oh yeah kids hanging around on the corner they're all they're all out their head on drugs <laughs> what have you seen them dealing drugs no 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 no, but they are out there, red. Yeah, <laughs> they're out there, red on drugs. And you, you say to people, "What have you actually seen them do?" No, 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 never seen. No evidence whatsoever. But they're all out of their faces on drugs. Yeah, no paraphernalia left behind afterwards. Yeah, not a shred of evidence because they're actually they got pockets. They got pockets. <laughs> these kids now, they keep stuff in them. They're not to be trusted. I think we should take back the city. Like <laughs> <laughs> a little link to the new single by Snow Patrol because I am very good at this. <laughs> we had listeners going out to on your behalf, Gaby in uh, Washington. Washington DC. Sorry, Gabby, she says. Sure. Gabby, it's it? pronounced Gaby. Oh, is it? oh. She used to always on her email. She put Gaby brackets rhymes with baby. Oh. Um, it's an odd one. G A B Y. So people listen to this in Washington. Oh, we got listeners all over really? Portugal. Um, oh my god, I've been really offensive to people Australia. from other countries. Haven't I? I've, yeah, they're uh, all. So the French are now lining up. There are people getting. Oh, on. we don't get French listeners. I'm oh, quite no. clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've blocked. <laughs> you do no, no, canca. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, she says. I asked around, but it turns out I don't know anyone who knows Obama, McCain, Biden, or Palin. My closest connection is a neighbour who works for a senator. He owes me a favour since I changed his daughter's horrendous diaper a couple of nights ago. Diaper? That's evidence. She's yeah. definitely not faking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he won't be able to get one of the candidates on the phone, but if you're interested in talking to an American who takes the biblical story as fact, he once asked me if I'm on board with the whole evolution thing, I could probably arrange that. And yes. I <laughs> yes, that's right. I am someone who works at the zoo and does a good paling impression if you're absolutely desperate. And we had a few people sort of sent in. Apparently, um, uh, Michael Moore has gone on a, one of his rants and he said uh, how you can that get John in touch. Richardson is an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> that's his new movie. <laughs> Tip for the top. What's he said? What's he said about I don't you? like Michael Moore. I, I can't be doing well, it with all he, that. It's, he's so. Uh, I mean, I he's, he's badly researched. He writes it is awful. Terrible it's proper. General... It's fiction. It's like writing a general film, getting people swept up, and you come out and you go, "Oh, this." Oh, actually, no, yeah. actually, there is a counter argument, isn't there? And you <laughs> just didn't mention it for two hours. But not only that, there is enough actual fact to do a proper critique of George Bush's years in the mm. White House that would be a really good stinging attack on it. You don't need to make it up, you idiot. Yeah. Do a proper one. It's really frustrating, and he, he, he uses. He, he's very quick on his... He, he flips arguments around. In uh, Fahrenheit 9-11, he says that the Saudis own 5% of America's blue-chip companies. He then goes on to say, so the Saudis own 5% of the American economy, which is totally different. Mm. But he's, he just... He deliberately... He, he blue makes chips, they're well ahead in America, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris in Chester, it was, says, Hello, all. Below is a link from an email rant sent by Michael Moore, the fat guy who did bowling for Columbine, <laughs> um, which gives all the details you need to get hold of Obama. I think it might prove a bit harder than just calling, but it's worth a go. So I'll cool. give you that now, okay. and you can have that as an ongoing... You know, if you ever manage to do that, then that'll be fine. So what are we... Are we agreeing forfeit, or...? 
Yeah, no, live by the sword, die by the sword. I failed. Okay, okay. So six four zero four six. Text in a forfeit for forty to carry out this week. I'm not saying I knew you were going to fail, but I did pick this song specifically to go at this point. This is not America. David Bowie I could happily just play three hours of David Bowie. I think on this show, amazing. Um, we've had an email. This is something that we chat about with many guests. Mm. Um, John, I thought of you this week at university. I've started my primary PGCE teaching course and realised that a common feature of all the people in my group is not a love of children, as you might hope, but massive amounts of OCD. I've never seen such an organised, colour-coded, alphabetised and tidy group of people. You should probably try and go out with a teacher if you want someone that would fit in with you. Um, Because I saw... we, We ask people you know quite regularly little finickety foibles things that wind them up like toilet roll and do you have any sort of things that just really wind you up order of cutlery um you know remote controls being parallel and in size order from left to right and all that nonsense socks do you wear odd socks well uh, no i have done uh, i did do the i have done once <laughs> yes i wore odd socks and, and was rude to a man no, um, no but I, french yeah no but um no i'm well i have a horrible thing i am quite i i do quite like tidiness but i'm incredibly lazy so <laughs> right. i'm just very unhappy living in quite an untidy whereas my wife's quite artistic and will leave things a little bit messy and then suddenly kind of do a big clear up whereas i just live in a general state of it's not quite tidy enough but i i'm too lazy to do anything about it so that's just i don't know it just keeps my angst and unhappiness going i was amazed with your living room it's quite higgledy-piggledy isn't it you what it's a lovely flat you've got but there's a lot what of- are you saying mate it's a lovely flat Stop but slagging my house <laughs> A lot of um, CD cases without CDs in and stuff like that. You little snoop. <laughs> you little snoop. They're all I'm over the table. You there, not, right. I do hate that. Does that drive you mad? CDs left out of uh, and, and DVDs. I could see it on the desk. I was like, oh, a new hits 98, Shabba. I'll have that. <laughs> and then you open the case and it's Arctic Monkeys in there. Oh. It's this. Is it, do you live by yourself? I live with the, my girlfriend. All oh, right. Oh, does she do it? She's. We live. <laughs> I don't have to explain myself on it. I love that I do live by yourself. I live with my girlfriend. What, is, is that a surprise to you? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean. I just seem like a young man. You know? yeah. It's. Look, it's it, it, what my mother would call lived in. It looks nice. It's got character. It's lovely. Oh, I don't have to it is a nice home. Away. My house isn't a friggin' office yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know I tried. You know I tried. You know what? Fair dues on attainment, but never question my effort. <laughs> well, let's move on to your forfeit Stuart while you're having this fit of peak. Uh, forfeit for forty from Brennan Cardiff. I reckon you should make him shout bomb in a supermarket or other similar public place with security guards. That'll make him try a lot harder next time. That'll get me <clears throat> arrested. Yes, and put on trial or detained. Yeah, the very. Laws that I support to increase in detention without trial. Who should get you go out just secreting baguettes around <laughs> London until you get told off? <laughs> Colin and Dumfries. Fordy should lick his own elbow, and yes, that does mean dislocating his shoulder. Colin and Dumfries. <laughs> um, Fordy must go a week without meat. Ben in Manchester, make him live like a rabbit. What? No meat everything. For it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so, it's, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm stereotyping Northerners there, but that's like what is that like the worst punishment? For <laughs> somebody from Manchester to live without meat. It's the worst punishment for Fordy. Yeah, I'd really meat. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm What's your fa- have you ever played the? If you could only eat one animal, what would you pick? Cow. Cow. What about you? I, I, I think the, the most versatile animal is the pig, isn't it? Well, yeah, because you've got bacon, got bacon oh, yeah. and sausages and pork chops and crackling and all the tasties. Trotters. <laughs> Whereas with a cow, very tasty, but similar, isn't it? All it's all steak. Yes, but really. it tastes so good. 
Yeah. It's the best. You can have steak. You can have minced beef. Yeah. So you can make bolognese out of it. You can have steak. I've already said that. You can have um, beef burgers. <laughs> I quite want to make you go without meat now because we've wound you up and you're getting all excited. Ford should have to eat a kilogram of honey from James in Nottingham. What's that going to do, mate? What sort of challenge is that? I'll just wind up a load of bees. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just texts in anonymously, making me a sandwich. Which yeah, is yep, 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 pretty yep. loose, and Great I think idea. Great um, idea. Great idea. <laughs> I might start losing more. <laughs> so often. Just somebody, somebody just texted that in. Yeah, making me a sandwich. Yeah. They're really weird. We have an odd listenership. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people still coming down, aren't there? Unique. <laughs> <laughs> Unique six music. Well, we'll mull over the forfeits and then we'll chat about uh, next week's challenges. Hal, I believe you're off I am. into the wide world now. Yes. Beyond the wild world. Yes, but I have to go to Nottingham tonight. So. Oh, I live in Nottingham. Oh, really? <laughs> you seriously do Nottingham yes. tonight? Just, do, the just the tonic. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. on you, mate. Yeah. How are you getting up there? Uh, driving up. Oh, do you God, want to I'm on a train, I'm on a train, man. Oh, right. Should we do this off air, lads? If you're in Nottingham area... It just shows the poor budget of those of us who, you know, in show business, yeah. you know, still need lifts. But, yeah, you, know. you always need a lift. Exactly. Um, if you're in Nottingham, go and see Hal. He's uh, one of the finest comics in the country for my money, Hal. Oh, and your Edinburgh play is in the West End soon, you it, say? Well, no, it's not in the West End, actually, till June next uh, wow. next year. But it's, yeah, uh, it's not my play. I just like, but it's a monologue. Yeah. Perform it. So it's, it's based on a George Orwell book called Coming Up For Air. Can I go do the plot? Because I'm very excited You just did it, it, then. Because I want to be a... I started as an actor, became a comic. Do you want to end? And I want respect again, so I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, it's very exciting. Me in the West End. Do you want to end with a big Tony Blair bye-bye to kickstart the acting? <laughs> well, yes, you know, it's been great. <laughs> again, it's not much of an impression. Is it? It's the only impression I could do. It's why my career suffered when he left office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to lose the careers. sight in one eye to get it kick-started again. Yes, many careers suffered when Blair left office. <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you in, Hal. It's All the best with it. everything, and uh, take care of yourself. And we Cheers. will have, after this short trail, some white lights. That's nice. So, um, that was Never Miss a Beat. That's the new track from the new album by the All Cards Chiefs. Um, oh, I've put your wrong mic up, sorry. Right, mate, right, mate, right, mate. A bit yeah. a bit, a bit. Come yeah. here, there. We can get you now. Um, cool. So, um, it's our last half hour now, so you can still join in. With, we'll be setting your new challenge, 64046, still the number. One o'clock's the music week. Uh, behind the scenes with Keen today. Ooh. And then the rest of the day is all, all new six music weekends. Huey Morgan's first show today. Hey, Huey! That's, yeah, I think that's what it's called, uh, AUE, and uh, Steve Merchant from R3 and all the usual. We have a new feature coming on this show, which you can find out about on the website, um, so still plenty to do. Go on the website, find out all about that. Um, so your challenge then, yeah. and your forfeit, um, we've had a few more forfeits come in. Um, cycle into the show next week. No chance. <laughs> uh, Fordy should sing a Scouting for Girls song, as he is a fat version of the lead singer. What? Nick from Newcastle. Oh, I should have read that in that voice. <laughs> yeah. Wasted it, I'll do it again. Fordy should sing something from Scouting for Girls. That's what I do at weekends, because I don't go to the football anymore, because they've ruined my club. <laughs> um, Fordy should write a rap and perform it next week. Yeah! From old friend of the show, Tom Mayhew. We haven't heard from him for a long time. Tom Mayhew's... I see, he's the guy who I used to edit his name out of the podcast to wind him up. Um, I suspect it was Matt Ford himself texting the show to say, make him eat a sandwich. No. I say make him go a week without lying. Whoa, 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 whoa. I do that every week of my life, mate. And a shocking revelation. Actually, hello all, you do have French listeners. <gasps> <gasps> but 
Mon Dieu! But I'm loving your hatred towards the French. My parents have just moved me here against my will. And I hate it. I'm missing the Bristol accent. Everybody here thinks I am a farmer. Sad times. Let me come home, please. Or if you wanted to help, you could do a gig out here. A good plan, I'm thinking. No! Oh, shit. Oui, oui, oui. Come on, Bill. Um. I'd like to do a gig in France. Let's do it. Let's do it. Should we go and do the show live from France? Why not? We're going to struggle to get guests, aren't we? No. It's a long taxi drive, that, isn't it? Sarkozy. Unshakable confidence. You're 40 the loser now. You failed. No, 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 no. None of this. I'll get get Sarkozy, mate. I'll get you Putin. I'll get you Putin by three o'clock. I've lost one task. Um, I'm still going to try. That's going to be just like an underlying task each week now. Because I swear to God, I will get them at some point. Oh, he sworn to the God that he said earlier he didn't believe in. What, you believe in God now, but not when there's bread on the floor? You Flitting. Listen- right, okay, I don't believe in God. But I can still swear to him. Yeah. If he doesn't exist, what's he going to do about it? Oh, <laughs> that's next week's challenge, get God on the show, <laughs> to see what he makes of that. Hello. I think, and this is your forfeit for the week, uh, this is a good one, this is from Jane in Alton, uh... I think Matt should tidy his room and arrange all his CDs in alphabetical order. Apparently most men do. You? <laughs> that's a real problem here. Because that house is clean. They're not even my CD. It is clean. Not my, the CD is not in my remit. Don't you I'll don't need to shout at me. Ki- I'll do the bathroom and the kitchen. I've already gone and forgotten it now, that's haven't I? The front room CD situation is not under my jurisdiction. Well, it's time that you uh, got your sheriff's badge out and spread your uh, patch. Oh, my word. <laughs> As it were. It's like a horrid euphemism that did, didn't it? Um, well, I want it done, to be honest, and I'd like to see photo evidence. You stayed at my house. I've fed and cleaned you. You didn't feed me. <laughs> didn't we ate at that restaurant. It was nice, wasn't it? Me and Fordy went in and pretended to be uh, food critics. We got oh, very good God, service. that was cool! <laughs> you were talking about it. Yeah. We went to the curry lounge in Nottingham. Um, all we did, like, it, was, it was empty, we were the only ones in there. All we did when we went in, I picked their business cards on the um, reception, so I just picked two up. And one to John kept on myself and went, for reference. <laughs> <laughs> From that point on, they genuinely believed. They were, we, we didn't even mean to make them think that. And then we sat down. And they kept coming over, didn't they? So, and the yeah. girl goes, uh, busy day at work then, lads? I said, no, nah, no, nah, the day off. All right, uh, whereabouts do you work? Uh, just work in uh, Stoke Content. Right, what do you do? Just just work over there. Right, okay, so um, not been working today then? How <laughs> <laughs> honestly think, yeah. they, honestly, they seriously did think. And then I got okay. my diary out and just wrote, overbearing service. <laughs> and then locked her, and then she and the went. And was, we'd drawn that grid out as well, hadn't we? Yeah. Just to sort of plan the shows in advance and everything. Because so work goes into this show. A lot of work goes into this yeah. show. Yeah. And it, so uh, there was the scene there. It seemed like the sort of calendar grid thing that we'd drawn. Yeah. The business cards, it all started. To and 4D was hungry, so we just ordered one of each. Um, one of everything. Just bring out one of everything. That's um, not true. Lovely food, though. I enjoyed myself. It was delicious. Um, couldn't finish it, though, could I? Had a massive nosebleed and we had to leave. <laughs> nosebleeds are awful. I didn't realise how bad they get, mate. Yeah, they're terrible. He was in, he was in the toilet for about ten minutes, like to come in, didn't I? I said, yeah. alright, mate. He said, yeah, man. Came in all sympathetic. What are you doing? What's up with your news? Hurry up, mate. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was a terrible one. Started at the table. There's nothing more embarrassing than having to run through a restaurant with a tissue to you know. Excuse me, toilet, please. And then the waitress showed me into the toilet, I which I she didn't. She opens the gen door and holds it for you. I don't... Baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your area. Um, so, alphabetise your CDs and then we'll set your challenge for this week after Kate Bush. Is that alright? 
Fine by me, mate. Bring it out. Army Dreamers by Kate Bush. Someone's dreaming of mashed potato. Mashed potato and peas. <laughs> you oh, like bodger. <laughs> Everybody knows Fordy loves mashed potato and gravy and peas. Oh, You're having a right fun time to yourself, weren't you? Naming vegetables. What I might do today when I get back is get the duvet on the city and just wrap it up. Do you want to talk into the mic? <laughs> might get on the city with my little duvet and just make some mashed potatoes. Oh. On the city in the duvet? Yeah. You can't, it's it. impossible. You have to set up a little hob. No, you cook it first. Ah, oh, you didn't make that clear, it. did you? You didn't make that clear well, in the anecdote. Most people listening. I think listening back, you'll hear that you said you were going to get on the city, get the duvet, and make some mashed potato. I have. Or make, but I, I'd have made it in the kitchen, wouldn't I? I'm not a big fan. I think of all the things you can do to a potato, mashing it is my least favourite. I'd rather take one to the fun fair than mash it. You're, you are only saying that. If I'd have said chips, you'd have said chips. I love chips. I love jacket potatoes. I love roast potatoes. Oh, I tell you what, mash is better than just boiled potatoes. That's boring, isn't it? Spring onion mash. Oh! Mustard mash. Cole Come in, sunshine. Oh, yeah. You're listening to the mash-up hour. It's a winner. Mash-up, baby. Now, you're genuinely kicking off about this CD thing. Kicking off? Yeah, during that record, I said, (laughs) he's like, so what's my forfeit for the week, then? Your CDs, went, I ain't doing it, mate. They're not even mine. I ain't doing my birds cleaning. My, I'm calling my bird. My You've been whatever you said, I forget. You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I did not use that phrase. I want to make that clear. You are just winding me up today. I cannot be put in charge. I want to tidy up other people's. I've had a go at the French woman this morning. I've yeah. done my bit in trying to keep Britain a tidier place. Yeah. It, uh, it, it shouldn't, it's not my fault. There is, uh... And you know what? I could just make out of it. I mean, let's be honest. I could just go, yeah, did it, mate. So we're going to have to, um... We're gonna, right, Proper got, forfeit, please. You have to pick one of these, then. Um, get his tongue pierced. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, you that could have picked the easy one. so much of my nighttime activity. <laughs> right, either one of these. Tongue pierced or climb Everest. Up to you. That is such a ridiculous... <laughs> you can't the topic, make me put metal into my body. The text topic this week was fear. Fordy should have to face his worst fear. All right, Ellie okay. in uh, Forfa, Eilie, Ely. Uh, I think that's bound to be one of them. I think Fordy should do his David Mitchell impression to David Mitchell's face from Hannah. Where, all right, where is he? Um, George, having heard about Fordy's Nottingham Forest obsession, how about him missing a game and coming to watch the basement battle that will be my team, Bournemouth versus Rotherham next week? I'll keep him company and do him a little tour as well as keeping him up to date with Forest results and rubbing the fact that he's not in the ground. Um, out of air, then. Oh, this one. Have Fordy wear skinny jeans for a week. No way. <laughs> um, Fordy has to go shopping dressed as David Bowie from Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> Where would I get the gear? I Can I help you, sir? Way. What would you like? Nothing. Nothing! Tra-la-la! <laughs> um, after failing his challenge, Fordy should spend time perfecting his Obama impersonation and phone a local radio station in character. Yep, cool. I like that. Uh, Fordy's forfeit should be to run around the BBC banging a saucepan and spoon together shouting I am a failure from Jen in Buckinghamshire. That's not a forfeit. Um, so which one are you having out of all these? You've got Obama, to do a forfeit Obama, and a Obama. challenge. Obama. I'm doing that, I'm doing that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ring up. That can be the challenge. It's taken ages to get this sorting out. I'm gonna ring, this isn't my fault. I am being made <laughs> a sacrificial <laughs> scapegoat lamb. So you're gonna do an Obama impression on the radio somewhere. Change! Just did it. Bang. 
oh, on the okay. spot. No, no, no. Outside but I, that's oh, that's only one word. Um, outside no, of six music. Outside of six music, I'll do that. And then what's my forfeit going to be? Well, we'll sort that out after the session track. BBC Six Music. It's the John Sessions. <laughs> it's Lovebirds by Dodgy. Uh, that was recorded for Radio One's evening session on the 26th of October, 1991. The Music Week is standing by. It's time for us to go. Mm. Uh, we end, as usual, with a, a big intro song. This week is Hysteria by Muse. I'm putting my foot down on your challenge. I what? want CDs tidied. I want the CDs tidied, photo evidence, and I want your Barack Obama impression. Is that all right? <sighs> yes. Um, so, uh, thank you to Alex in Essex, who was the one who picked up on uh, the Ken Bruce Hello Britain thing. Thanks for all your texts and emails. Uh, go to the website if you want to see uh, any of the features we've got coming up next week. Oliver's uh, new guest, and I will hopefully be joined in the studio by Mr Will Smith next week. Uh, so, thanks for joining us. Uh, have a smashing Sunday. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. BBC Six. Music.